Stand together with me. It's so good to have everyone here. Amen. It's so good to have no room on a Wednesday night. Amen. I'm, I know I've read this Bible. I don't know how many times through. I try to read it through every year. And I, I probably haven't done it every year since I've had the Holy Ghost. But I've done it almost every year, I would say. And that's 20-something times. And one thing that I read, it was this, that uh, uh, it said, prefer your brother. Y'all ever read that? Praise God. Prefer one another. Amen. Did Ava walk in? Hey, well, student of the month, she's got to come get her picture made. Come here, Sister Cynthia. Man, if we don't do it right now, I may forget. Thank the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Prefer your brother. Everybody say, prefer your brother. Amen. I don't know. I don't know what that means, really. I mean, I just assume a lot of stuff, I think. But, but I think if somebody wanted my pew, I'd just give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just how I grew up, you know. You just... It's all good. Uh, amen. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. You know, all things happen for a reason. Sometimes things happen just to figure out if you can get along with other people. Amen. I want to pass the test because I don't like tests. Amen. Praise God. I'm not hateful. You know, there's all kind of different personalities and you know, I could come in late and it wouldn't bother me. I'd just make somebody scoot over. But, but it's kind of awkward for some people, you know, different, all kind of different personalities. So if you can, just work with one another, scoot over, whatever it ain't. These, it's no, I got, there's room for chairs all down here. Room, chairs up here. We got, we got plenty of room to grow for a few months. Amen. Praise God. We're getting closer every day. Put up a few windows today. Amen. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. So I was driving by the church earlier and I seen a gray vehicle up there and something said, turn around and go see who that is. So I went back, turned around and some shady characters were walking out of our building after I parked behind their car for a while. And I gave him that real mean mug look like, can I help you? He said, man, I drove all the way from Benton and my legs were stiff. I needed to walk. You had to walk in the building. <laughs> all this parking lot. Anyway, pray a hedge around that place. Amen. If somebody tries to, the electric ain't hooked up, but I'm praying if they grab it, it'll be like it's hooked up. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Amen. Got your Bible, Ephesians, the third chapter. The 20th verse, it's so good to have everyone here and friends with the Yancey. God bless you. Thank you for being here again. Amen. And everyone else that's made it. <laughs> prayers. Prayers are for those that are sick tonight. Thankful some of the sick are back. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, thank the Lord. 
Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able. Everybody say he's able. To do exceeding. Abundantly. Above. Exceeding abundantly above. All that we may ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory and in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, the world without end. Amen. Amen. The one that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we may ask or think. Praise God. All that we ask or think. Amen. The Lord has been dealing with me about this. I started to preach it Sunday night and shouted me out. On the day of prayer Monday night, did y'all know it was a national day of prayer Monday? I didn't know it. We just come to prayer meeting all the time. Did the Lord not show up? Hallelujah. Two hours later, shouting and praising God. Amen. I want to preach for a little while from this title. God is more than enough. Amen. He's more than enough. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen, let's thank him right now in this place. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's exalt him right now. Oh, he's worthy. Come on, can you think about it? He's worthy. Look at where he brought you from. Look at the miracles he's already done in your life. Oh, somebody ought to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Somebody ought to clap their hands to the Lord. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. You didn't leave us like you found us, but you had mercy upon us. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach God is, everybody say more. He's more than enough. Amen. While I'm thinking about it, Saturday morning at this church at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a memorial service where Sister Ellen's brother, Jim Brown, went on to be with the Lord. And so if you can make it, please come. That'll be at 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Praise God. Amen. Well, does anybody feel like stomping the devil tonight? Hallelujah. Anybody got a praise on your heart? Hallelujah. Anybody got a heart of thanksgiving? Man, when you think about what God brought you out of, the healings that he's already done in your life, the miracles he's already done, amen, my, my, my God is more than enough. I said he's more than enough. Bible says now unto him that is able to do exceeding. Amen. Exceeding. That means beyond. Our God is able to go beyond. And then it kind of multiplies the word again. Then it says abundantly. Amen. Exceeding, which means beyond. Then abundantly, which means more than or greater than. Above, praise God. Above is the direction. 
I said above is the direction. Exceeding and abundantly are the adjectives telling us how much more above God really is. Exceeding means more in that direction that he's talking about, meaning higher, more, abundantly, greater, above. You know what I think? Paul's running out of words to try to describe Jesus. He's saying God is exceeding, abundant, above. I don't know how high you think he is, but he's a lot higher than you think. I don't know how big you think he is, but I'm telling you, he's bigger than what you think. I don't know how great you think he is, but I'm telling you, he's greater than you can imagine. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be serving a great big God. Amen. I'm at ease tonight because I got a big God backing me up. I'm not worried about tomorrow because I got a big God backing me up. Hallelujah. The closer I get to him, the more I realize he's out of this world. The more I serve him and the longer, the more I pray and the more he answers. Thank the Lord I had a mama that took me to church, made me go to church, made me sit down, made me act right, made me stand up when everybody else stood up, made me sit down when everybody else sat down, made me clap my hands when everybody else clapped their hands. But I'm glad I got to a point one day when it wasn't just mama's God or mama's church, but I got a hold of it. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. So wonderful to see these young people up here. Amen. Singing. They're going to be singing all month long. And at the end of the month, it's going to be the youth choir. Amen. Do you enjoy that pillars choir? Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm not in it yet. Praise God. They even lowered the age and I still missed it. By six months. God's good. Thank you, Jesus. Didn't they do wonderful, though? Praise God. Thank you for the paving the way. Amen. We're serving a God that his abilities exceed what you could ask. There's people in here, you prayed today certain specific things and, and there was an enemy in your ear saying God couldn't do that. How, how do I know that? Because I prayed today. People were praying specific things. I wonder if God could fix this. Amen. God heard you. I said God heard you. It made, it made me go in there and type out some words. He's big enough. I said he's big enough. And he's more than enough. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not not just preaching pump them up. I'm preaching Bible. The Bible ought to be enough to pump you up. 
the scriptures ought to be enough to build your faith. Hallelujah. But he's not just bigger than what you could ask. Some people ain't got enough. They just ask what they got faith to ask. The Bible said he's bigger than what you could even think about. Well, hallelujah. Well, have you ever just sat and thought what it would be like for something to happen? Man, remember when you were younger, all the big dreams that you had. Man, you don't have to give up your dream because you get in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s. Amen, you still got a big God. Don't stop dreaming now. Come on, don't stop believing now. Hey, he's more than enough. Man, I just feel like shouting. I just feel like stomping the devil right now. He lied to you and said you're going under. How could you go under with a God that's bigger, more able to do anything you could ask or think? Do you realize who you're serving tonight? Hallelujah. Everybody say he's a great God. It's how Jeremiah said it. He said, for as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Amen. Praise. Way back in Jeremiah's day. Amen. When everybody else is doing wrong, Jeremiah's saying, God, you're great. God, you're wonderful. This is what David said in Psalm 96, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. I can understand people not praising a God that wasn't very great. I can understand people sitting down at the Razorback game. I can't imagine people sitting down at a Holy Ghost anointed church service. When we're praising the Lord of Lords uh, and the King of Kings, uh, he's great. Everybody say he's great. And he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, this is how Isaiah said it. He said, cry out and shout. Praise God. Well, I don't think people ought to do all that in church. You ought to open your Bible and read it sometime. Man, this Bible I read said, spare not, cry aloud. Isaiah said, cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Amen. When you got a great God, and you know he's a great God. If you don't know him, I understand people being melancholy and all that. and Man, wondering whether there even is a God. But if you know God and the power of the Holy Ghost. If you've ever experienced the power of God coming down upon you. 
You ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I think things would change in people's life if they would enter into his gates with thanksgiving. You've been good to me, God. Walk into his courts and just start loving him. What a mighty God we serve. I hope it's all right for me to just brag on Jesus. I think it's my job to brag on Jesus. The devil never paid my bills for me. The devil never put breath in my lungs. He never helped me out one time. But Jesus. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Make us a people that praise him. Paul was writing to Timothy, his son in the gospel. He said, which in his times he shall show. When God gets ready to show, he'll show everybody. Who is the blessed and the only potentate. The king of kings and lord of lords. Amen. Praise God. I I don't want to wait until the world figures it out. I'm glad I got a head start. 20-something years ago, I got a head start on this. I figured out who the Lord of Lords was. Everybody say, God is able. God is good. That ought to make everybody in this room smile. Praise God. God is able to help you figure out Algebra 1. Praise God. God can do it all. He, I think the longer I live, the more I realize how big God really is. I realize how much he exceeds what I used to think that he was. Amen. Amen. Anybody got any problems in here that seem too big? Man, to the flesh, everything seems too big. To the flesh, everything's a crisis. That's how you know if people are living and walking in the spirit or living in the flesh. Because if you're walking in the flesh... Every day, everything will be a crisis. But when you walk in the Spirit, nothing's a crisis. How can you be so calm? I went to prayer meeting this morning. I touched the hem of his garment. I realized, my Lord, he's a big God. A big God. They used to sing an old song, he's bigger than all my questions. I'm sure I'm out of order or got the words out of order, but he's bigger than all my fears. Hello, Sister Alicia, how are you doing? Praise God, I know she's back here. He's bigger than what all? Any mountain. Any what? 
He's big. You ever been scared? Been worried about tomorrow? Worried about what the doctor's report was going to say? Worried about what was going to happen when the pastor seen the camera at the school? <laughs> you ever been worried about what the judge was going to say? You ever been worried about whether you're going to be able to pay the bills the next month? Worried about whether you're going to have food on your table? Worried about whether your husband's going to leave or stay? Worried about this, worried about that. He's bigger than all my fears. He's my, 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 my. I hope I can pump somebody's faith up. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I hope somebody's going to hear me tonight. I hope somebody hears me. Hey, don't tune me out. Listen to me. God's wanting to give you a revelation tonight of how big he is. And how little your problem is. Amen, I've been stressed out about stuff before and I thought, man, I, I can't go on. One of these things is going to kill me. And, and when I look back, I can't remember what it even was and I'm still standing and I still got the Holy Ghost and I still feel him down deep in my soul that means he's bigger than my problems he's bigger than anything I come against come on lift your hands to the Lord together right now Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That was your chance to shout. Praise God. Let me tell you how this works. This is how it works. God is able to do exceeding. Everybody say he's able to do exceeding. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above. All that we can ask or think. But then there's this comma. And it says, according. Everybody say according. To the power that worketh in us. Well, man, I didn't think anybody run the aisles. Right there, but you might before we leave. Amen. Thank the Lord for a great big God. Thank you for God is able to heal the sick tonight. But this is how it works. It's according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. Some people thought it was the power that worked, amen, in the ministry in the church. Some people thought it was according to the power that worketh in their mama. Praise God. Or their spouse. The Bible said it's according to the power that worketh in. Hallelujah. Amen. You feel like you got any power working in you right now? Hallelujah. 
Anybody want God to move for you? Anybody want God to do something in your life? The Bible said it's according unto the power that worketh in. Ooh, hallelujah. Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. In order to understand what this means according to the power that worketh in us, you got to know what the power is first. Amen. You don't get the power by reading a poem that Billy Graham wrote. You don't get the power by reading a poem Billy Sunday wrote or the Pope wrote. You get the power by doing what the man had the keys to the kingdom wrote. And he said, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get the power. And it's that power that is inside of you that begins to work. Let me just uh, reason with you for a little while. Amen. The Holy Ghost didn't come to you because it ran out of places to live. He didn't want to make you the temple because you were so intelligent. Well, the Holy Ghost came to you and made you the temple or the tabernacle because you were obedient to what the Word of God said. It wasn't because you were perfect. He told Israel, I didn't choose you because you're so great. So don't get puffed up thinking, well, God called me because I'm so smart. Man, I got so many skills. Man, I can bench press 400. Or I got a whatever IQ. That ain't why he called you. He didn't call you because you can play the piano or play the drums. He didn't make you the tabernacle because you were so smart and a deal maker. He he filled you because you were obedient. Amen. You know how to get unfilled? You know what the reverse of being filled is? Being left behind. Amen. God called Saul and Saul was obedient. But the Bible talks about a day when the Spirit of the Lord left Saul. Well, I'm once saved, always saved. Well, if you think that, you ain't never been saved. (laughs) How would you know you were saved in the first place? Amen. I tell you how I knew I was saved. I couldn't talk in English anymore. I was trying to pray for people. My tongue was doing what it wanted to do. What on earth is around? And all of a sudden, people that I used to hate, I loved. Praise God. That's how you'll know his disciples, they're going to love one another. Amen. If you don't love people, you're not his disciple. 
I mean, you may hang out with him, come to his house and see your friends, but if you don't love people, it's an identifier. He said, this is how you will know my disciples. Can I say it like this? They got the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Oh, Lord. Meekness, kindness. Against such, there's no law. Meaning you can do it all you want. That's how you'll know your disciple. You're going to love people. Amen. Praise God. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost when you hate people. Praise God. Don't tell me you're ready to meet God if you hate people. Amen. I had to go back and apologize to people and some people wouldn't let me so I just got under a pew and I let God talk to me. Praise God. God, you know I ain't got nothing against them. I love them. It don't matter what they did. I don't want to mess up my little deal I got going on. I don't want to mess up this feeling I got in my spirit. Hey, I'm going to preach to you. When you come to the altar and you can't feel God anymore, check your spirit. Oh, hallelujah. It, it, it's so much better. It, there's like no stress in just loving people. Hating people is stressful. I mean, just trying to remember why you hated them. That was the hardest part for me. I knew I didn't like them, but I couldn't remember why. <laughs> my life just got so easy when I said I love everybody. The first time I ever heard my pastor say I love everybody and everybody loves me. Don't tell me no different. I thought, I wonder if he really believes that. But I kept going to prayer meeting. You know what? I started loving people. It don't mean everybody did me right. Praise God. But I'm not going to let anybody mess up my downpour of the Holy Ghost. Nobody's going to stop up my well. I wish everybody would adopt that mentality tonight. Nobody is going to stop up my well. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw with joy. Praise God. I've seen some people come and pray, look like they was just mad at the world. Man, you're mad at somebody. You can get that out of you. Amen, because you're supposed to draw with joy. Praise the Lord. Well, I just you just don't know what I'm going through. It don't matter. You don't know what I'm going through. There's shady people walking through my building over there. Praise God. Touch them, God. I still love everybody. And everybody loves me. And you're not going to tell me any different. If somebody talks about me, it's just because they're ignorant. They ain't got enough sense to know better. You ought to, if somebody does something to you, Y'all just feel sorry for them. They just low IQ spiritually. They don't know you don't do that. 
Well, hallelujah. What was I even preaching about? Preaching about the Holy Ghost. Praise God. The power that's working inside of me. Hallelujah. Everybody say it's the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost didn't just come to you because it was out of places to live, but it came because it wanted to work on you. Praise God. Is this okay? Praise God. It came to change you. It came to change your old truth that you used to think into Bible truth. Well, the Holy Ghost teaches us. The Holy Ghost guides us. Sometimes the Holy Ghost rebukes us. It corrects us. The Holy Ghost forms us. Everybody say, this is work. It's working on us. The Holy Ghost is forming us into what it wants us to be. The Holy Ghost is transforming us. The Holy Ghost is refining us. Praise God. Well, I feel Jesus in this place. The Holy Ghost is refining that inner man that's in you. Because when you came to that altar, friend, you might have repented your sins, but you still had some scoundrel ways. Oh, praise God. I should have had an evangelist tonight. That's what it's looking like. Praise God. When I got the Holy Ghost, I was just like you when you got the Holy Ghost. Amen. I wasn't perfect. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. The only difference was I had the Holy Ghost. But when I got the Holy Ghost, I got something. And it was called power. See, I was kind of like the Apostle Paul in Romans 7. He said that, when I, every time I tried to do right, I just did wrong before. And when I, when I had good intentions, it seemed like I always just fell. This is, this is the guy that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He said, every time, aggravating, that I got my mind made up, he said, it's just like I find a law in me that when I would do right, I just get mad. Are y'all cold? People shivering. Amen. Praise God. You know how it is in churches. Everybody sets it to what they want it. So the last person in is set like they want probably. Amen. It's okay. See, some people go like this. Some people saying, praise God. I, I can't make everybody happy. So. Amen. But Paul said hey, there's just something in me that There's a law in me that, you know, I just, when I want to do right, I I can't. Amen. And if you read the seventh chapter of Romans, you'd be a pretty depressed person. And some of you live in Romans, the seventh chapter, and and that's what you believe. It's like, I, I, I can't do that. And the devil jumps on people and says, you can't. You've tried once, maybe you've never tried, maybe you've tried ten times, and you, every time it's just a stumble. 
Man, but if the Bible, if the book of Romans ended in chapter 7, it would be a sad book. It would be a real sad book. But there's an eighth chapter. Everybody say there's an eighth chapter. In the eighth chapter, it begins to describe something very important. Because he says, there is now therefore no condemnation. To them that are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Who have become the temple, could I say it like that? He said in the second verse, for the law of the Spirit hath made me free from the law of sin. He was saying in the seventh chapter, before I got the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you're going to beat yourself up trying to live this life. That's why we don't, don't, well, help me, Jesus. You can't sanctify people. You can't make people holy without the Holy Ghost. Amen. See, you can't. There's a sequence to this. Amen. You can't say, well, you, you need to make them do whatever. I can't make nobody do nothing. Amen. It blows my mind when people tell me that. You ought to make somebody. I can't make my kids do nothing. I can't. And I can try. Praise God. You can't make anybody do anything. But if you can help them and lead them to this Holy Ghost, and you can encourage them, don't pick out all their faults and try to skin them. And don't white shirt them. That's what they used to call it. Amen. Let God do something. Man, let, let God fill them with his spirit. And then they're going to have the power. They couldn't do it before. The most miserable people are the ones trying to live for God without God. <laughs> when you're struggling, when you're struggling to do right, you know what you need? You need more Holy Ghost. It's not rocket science. You need another Holy Ghost breakthrough. You can't sit on the pew and do right. Hallelujah. But if you learn to get another dose of the Holy Ghost, is what I call it, you'll get the strength. You'll feel the power again. That's what worries me about people that never get a breakthrough. Some people say, well, I don't want nobody praying for me. Well, I'm sorry. And I, I try to be cognizant of that and discern if somebody don't want me praying for them, I ain't going to pray for them. Because I can't make nobody get the Holy Ghost. So it's a waste of time to pray for somebody puffed up well thank you Jesus but if we can help people if you're in a low place by all means get you another drink 
I'm telling you, this life is pulling all the power away from you. Amen. They're irritating you. Every billboard's appealing to your flesh. Every commercial on the radio is appealing to your flesh. Everything is irritating and making you mad. Praise God. Amen. And anger is not a fruit of the Spirit. So if you're angry, you're putting off a different fruit. I, I'm, my heart is heavy tonight. Amen. It's my desire that everybody be so full of the Holy Ghost. This Bible says, he that the Son has set free is free. I can see bondage from ten miles away. Amen. And I know, and it hurts, and people ain't ready to meet God. It bothers me. It hurts me. Amen. I want everybody to have the joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I know everybody's going to have days when, when you're not, you know, you have days, the flat tire days, where it's a little harder to smile. I know everybody goes through life and it's a few days and full of trouble. I know that and I ain't trying to say nothing, but I'm talking about when you lost your joy. When you've lost your joy, you're not ready to meet God. I mean, I'm the pastor. This Bible says I'm going to give an account. I'm going to give an account one day for every person in this church. Amen. I, I'm, I'm going to be on the witness stand someday. And I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to give an account. And the account's going to be, did you preach it? Did you try? Did you tell them? Did you encourage them? And I'm going to say, yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. Because there's one thing that I will never do is I will never have blood on my hands. I'd rather have everybody puffed up and mad at me and me be able to have a heart that's pure and clean. Amen. But I'm going to tell this church, amen, not only do you need to get the Holy Ghost, this ain't a one-time speaking tongues evidence of getting the Holy Ghost, but this is a life. I said, this is a life. Amen. This is a walk. Day in and day out, you've got to have the Spirit of God walking with you, leading you, speaking through you. The things you do need to be led of God. He needs to order your footsteps. Amen. He needs to be able to work on you. Amen. Praise God. Work on me, Lord. You know why some people don't like to come pray? Because when you pray, that's the moment God begins to work on you. This is why sinners uh, struggle. and they, They're troubled sometimes in the middle of the night. It's because when God gets them alone and all the voices are shut down. The work shut down and children shut down. And God gets you all alone. He can start working on you. (laughs) That's why they're taking pills trying to get out of their mind. To avoid what God's doing in their life. 
Amen. They try to find it happiness and all kind of ignorant things of life. What are they doing? They're trying to avoid the Holy Ghost working on you. Amen. Well, well, I prayed through way back at the old building. Well, praise God. Amen. It, it's time to break through again. It's time to get another touch. It's time to get refilled again. Amen. It's time to get on board again. Hallelujah. Why, why is this so important? Because God's only going to be as big to you as he's allowed to work on you. We're shouting about how big God is. Exceeding abundantly above. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But it's according to the power that worketh in us. I wonder if anybody's going to let God work on them right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It might get quiet, it might not. Exceeding abundantly above. All that we could ask or think, comma. But it's limited to the power. What is the power? The Holy Ghost that's working in you. Is God allowed to work in you? Praise God. They used to sing an old song. There was a place in my heart that I didn't want no one to go. I had some things in there. I didn't want no one to know. But God handed me the key. With tears of love on his face, he said, I want to make you free. Please, let me in your secret place. You know what the song was? It's the power of God saying, I want to work on you. I'm telling you, the greatest power you'll ever see God work is when he takes a mean, hateful, whatever adjective you want to use, and he begins to work on them. And they begin to change. He takes a smart aleck. Praise God. Short-tempered. Amen. Smart man. Hateful honky-tonkers. Amen. Who knows? Drug dealers. Alcoholics. You know what he does? He begins to work in you. Takes a life of perversion. He begins to work on them. When he begins to work on them, and then you can begin to see how big God really is. I tell you, there's nothing faith building as big as your own testimony. And there is nothing that will destroy your faith as quick as you not allowing God to work on you. I... tell you if you was honest if you was honest you'd walk through the door and you're repenting your sins and you'd find your place to pray every day and you let God fine tune you amen and you would watch as God begins to change you 
from what you used to be to something God could use. Amen. And you ought to be able to look in the mirror and say, my, my. What a change he made in my walk. Some people don't realize how big God is because you've never let him work on you. You'll never know how big he is till you let him work on you. Uh, Man, I feel God in this place right now. You know how I was praying today? It's what I felt in my spirit. God telling me I wish they would let me show them how big I am. They got a big problem in their heart. Amen. They're looking at things external, but I'm looking at something internal. If they would let me work on the inside. My Lord, I feel Jesus in this place right now. Come on, church. How could you believe for something on the outside? If you don't believe God could help you quit smoking cigarettes. How could you believe God could part the Red Sea if your addictions have got a hold of you? God wants to show how big he is uh, but you got to open up your heart first uh. you want to see the exceeding uh. praise God and I never never really connected this until God began to deal with me It's the people that are always in prayer and always searching their heart are the ones that have the most faith. I never connected these dots, but I I begin to think today, how could you believe that God's big? How could you really believe God could do anything if you're in bondage? Are you just saying stuff? Well, we got a big God. Praise God, getting kind of quiet in here. I'm telling you, God is big. God is miraculous. God can do anything. But it's according to what you let him do. Come on, church. If you don't believe he can change your heart, you'll never believe he can heal your body. If you don't believe he can break addictions, you'll never be the soul winner you could have been. Praise God, boy, it's tight. Praise God. You know, uh, there's some people that go pray for other people that are so sincere. 
And then there's people that go pray for people because they don't want no people to pray for them. <laughs> and the problem is, is that when you've got problems in your heart, when you've got things in your spirit, amen, it, it puts condemnation in you. It'll lock you up like the prison. Amen. If there's things in you, you, you cannot get rid of them. Amen. It will lock you up. And a lot of times out of self-defense, people are just like, because I don't want people to see me, I want to go pray for somebody and give them a word of faith. God will help you. And you don't believe that. If you don't think he'll help you, you don't believe it's going to help him. Come on, I'm going to take us to a new level. I'm going to take us to the level where we're going to blow this city upside down with revival. Amen. Yeah. Man, you, can't, you can't be in bondage and not let God work on you and and think that you're going to be what God wants you to be. It could be some, something simple. It, you don't have to be hardcore sinner. It could be something small, little foxes that just ruin everything. Some people never learn how to forgive people. They hate people to this day over how they were treated. Man, I'm glad God didn't think like you think. I'm glad he don't think like some people think. Because when you came to an altar, you had done him wrong. You had went against everything he tried to tell you. He hung on a cross while you were yet a sinner. He didn't lay it to your charge. But he said, Father... Forgive them. Praise God. I want to help somebody. I want to get in this rut and just help somebody. And if you got something in your spirit, I don't want you praying for nobody. It's what they tell you when you get on an airplane. In case the cabin loses pressure, there'll be something come down, a mask, put it on like this, click. Before you help somebody else, make sure you got your mask on first. Everybody goes, oh, okay, that makes sense. They tell you, in case somebody overboard on a boat, whatever, make sure you put your life preserver on before you try to save somebody else. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, then you walk to church and you got a heart full of sickness and perversion and anger and walk over and start trying to help people. Got more common sense than we got spiritual sense. Uh, amen. I, I, want, I want God to be exceeding abundant above in this church uh, and in my life uh, and in your life. It's got to work on us. Work on us. Work on us, God. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord together.
Amen. I want us to get to the point where it'll be like Paul. Galatians 2 and 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know what Paul was saying? I'm dead. Everything that I was is gone. He was a hater. Man, I ain't ever got mad, so mad at somebody I wanted to, maybe wanted to, but never killed anybody. He was a hater. He had anger problems. He had issues. Usually people got anger problems, they got more than that. There's other stuff. Paul had them all. But I'm telling you, when he seen that light, See, some people, when they see the light, it irritates them. When some people see the light and it knocks them down, they say, well, praise God. Last time I went to the prison, I said, you know what? You ought to thank God that he slowed you down long enough. There's two boys got the Holy Ghost. The first night, we, or no, one of them nights, they always get told. There's two of them that committed crimes together. <laughs> partners in crime. Now they're like partners in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Sit beside each other. And I told them, said, you ought to praise God that God stopped you long enough to let a preacher walk through the door and preach Acts 238 to you where you could get full of that day. They started shouting. Well, God don't mess up my plans. You know what I say? Thank God. Thank God they took my house away. Took both of my dooleys and my other trucks. My vans and my weed eaters and my lawnmowers. And a nice Kubota lawnmower. Took it right up. You know what it did? It slowed me down. Man, I ain't near as smart as I thought I was. I think I need God. Got me to thinking. I thought I had the world by the tail. I didn't realize it had me by the tail. God slowed me down enough to let me figure out I'm possibly the dumbest person in the world. I needed God. I got on that altar. When that light shined on me, I didn't get mad at the light. I didn't get mad at the judgment of God. He got knocked down. Messed up his trip. Messed up his plans. He was on the way to kill more people probably. Throw them in jail, kill them, whatever. And that big light knocked him down. He didn't get mad at the light. So, what do I need to do? Praise God. What, what a revelation. When God knocks you down. Don't get on Facebook and gripe everybody out and Complain about everything. I look up. Lord, what do you want me to do? I got a preacher for you. He's going to tell you what to do. 
It's amazing how people that hear the voice of God think they don't need a preacher. Was it that bad? Man, people hear the voice of God and they say, God talks to me, I don't need a preacher. He talked to Paul too. He said, I, I got a preacher that's going to tell you exactly what to do. Now, wouldn't it have been just quicker if he'd have just told him? Cut out the middle, man. No, that, that's the hard part about it. That's what makes it hard. God puts a middle man in the way. He may... Well, I, I got a prayer life. I, I don't need anybody directing me. Oh, yeah, you're smarter than God's plan. Well, you're really intelligent then. Seen a lot of people like that in my life. And they're just like Elimelech. And they always leave full. And they always come back empty if they make it back. Amen. Praise God. I want us to get to the point where we say the life that you're looking at is not me. What would happen if every person in this church let God work on them so much till there wasn't no old whatever your last name is in you? Well, I couldn't. Oh, yeah, you can. You got the same Holy Ghost Paul had. Paul just got on his face and cried out to God. Is it that bad? Surely it's going to get better. <laughs> Amen. Every time I preach like this, people get upset. <laughs> I'm just playing. Praise God. Help me, Jesus. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Let me tell you what's going to happen to you. Amen. When you get serious about it, and you let God work on you every day, and He changes things in you. I'm telling you, there's people in this church I know you're different. You are not who you were the first time I seen you. Man, you because it may go slower, you may not see it as much. There's people, you're completely different. What happens when you allow that power to work in you and on you and you begin to achieve victories in your life? The things that you struggle with, you don't struggle no more. Tell you what it's going to do. You're going to see a God that's so much bigger than you used to see him. It's going to open up God as this. He broke that habit. It's going to turn you into a soul winner. It's going to turn you into a man of faith. 
but you gotta let him work. Man, stand together with me. Amen. I was going to preach the beginning of this Sunday night, and I'm glad I didn't because God, God gave me the end of it today. I began to think, and, and please don't misunderstand me, God gives gifts to everybody. And there's a lot of things that I can't do and I wish I could do. And, and I'm not jealous. I'm not envious. I'm just going to be who I am. Amen. But I believe that God uh, has, if he hasn't given me the gift of faith, he's given me a whole bunch of it. And, but where, it, I didn't realize it until today when God was dealing with me. That where this extraordinary faith come from that I believe God can do anything is because first of all I allowed him to do it to me I tell you I, I ain't got no use for somebody that gives a word to people and they got stuff in their heart that there's no room in the gospel for mean people, mean preachers, mean prophets. <laughs> That's not of God. It's of the flesh. I believe today God can do anything. I don't know if it's just something. I don't know if like God burnt all the doubt out of my mind. But I went through so much. Went through so many trials and I didn't know why. I went through so many fires and I didn't know why. At the time I thought, I'm not giving up. I'm just going to keep going back to the altar. Trial after trial, fire after fire. And I just kept going back. God, if there's anything in me, take it out of my spirit. And I'm telling you, God begin to do the miraculous I've told this church many times, it was just stupid stuff. I, I had six people, I had lawsuits against me by six different people at the same time, and I didn't do nothing to them. And I knew I didn't do nothing. I was right. But you know, I, I didn't, I thought, well, praise God. I'm just going to go back to the church, get under my little pew, and make sure. I ain't got an attitude or I'm not looking at nothing I shouldn't be looking at, saying nothing I shouldn't be saying. I'm going to go back and I'm going to pray and I'm going to search. and I'm doing. Sometimes it ain't nothing you've done wrong. Sometimes it's just a test. You can't get mad at God. You just got to let Him work. A lot of your miracles in the future are going to be according to the work that you let Him do in your life. When some people, they go through trials, it just it, it overwhelms them. They quit and it breaks my heart. And I'm thinking, God wanted to show you how big he was. Thank God, mercy. It was just the mercy of God. I had a great pastor. He would encourage me, man, just keep on praying. And I just kept on praying. And I'm telling you, I watched one by one. God just 
prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He helped me win every battle. I come out of the furnace, didn't smell like smoke. And time after time after time, and he worked, and he worked, and he worked. And I come out of it. And I come out with this realization. God can do anything. I've seen the miraculous. Where did it come from? Where did that faith come from? Why do you think God's so big? Because it's according to the power that worked on me. According to the power that Holy Ghost had just burned all the infirmities out of me. Now I know God is more than enough. Every time I pray for somebody, I I expect them to be healed. You think, it ain't nothing to do with me. It's because He worked on me. And He's big to me. To me, He's exceeding. To me, He's abundant. Above anything I'd ever pray about. There's people in this building, you you don't even know if the Holy Ghost is real. You're wondering if it's even real. Come on, God's, God's talking to me right now. <laughs> God wants to show you. People think I've ruined my reputation. I've ruined my life. I've ruined my... No. Just let Him work on you. He's going to show you. He's exceeding. Abundant. Above. Do you think He can fix my problem? I guarantee you. I know He can. Your problem is nothing for my God. I usually say everybody come to the front. And I want everybody, but hang on. I want somebody who's got a problem. It don't mean you're a bad person. It just means you, you want your eyes open to how big God really is. I'm going to open it up first to somebody who wants their eyes open to see how big God is. If you don't care, this ain't for you. But I want people that want to see. We want your eyes and your heart and your understanding to expand. Is there anybody that wants to see that exceeding, abundant God? Come on, if you come down here, I want you to begin to pray with all your heart. I feel God's going to open somebody's eyes. Somebody's eyes are about to get open. 
Come on with all your heart. Now everybody else gather around behind them. God's going to pour the Holy Ghost out. God's going to show somebody. I'm a big God. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, we're going to go further than you've ever gone. Don't stop in prayer where you always stop. Whatever happens, just pray. Come on, let him work on you. He's going to reveal. He's the comforter. Come on, comfort don't come from a pill or a bottle or a website. Comes from God. Come on, let him wrap his big arms around you. Come on, as many as can come.